seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your hostess for today. We've got another great show lined up for you. But first, let's give a great big thank you to our sponsors. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Realtors Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Team Aylesworth with Real Living First Realty are here for all your real estate needs in Bemidji and the surrounding communities. Whether you are looking to purchase a home or looking to sell, call the award-winning customer service team to help. Please contact Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Team Aylesworth with Real Living First Realty, where you are their priority. Thank you so much, sponsors, and thanks to all of you for choosing to tune in today. You are not going to be disappointed. Please get out a paper and a pencil because I have a feeling we will be covering a lot of information for you. You don't want to miss any of these gold nuggets as we welcome to the stage, to the radio show, Noemi Ellsworth. Hello. Hello, Deb. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I love visiting with you. I feel like we should be on a stage. It just it just feels right. Yes, it does. So for those of you that don't know, Noemi and I have known each other for a long time. I was... Has it been like we moved here 26 years ago? Has it been that long? Um, just about. Yeah, I think so. Because, of course, you used to own the Cabin Coffee House downtown. Right. And Steve worked for you. He did work for me. <laughs> I loved Steve. I know. He still has his Cabin Coffee House mug with Steve. Yeah. When you did that for all the employees, he yes. still has that That's and drinks awesome. coffee out of it. I love it. <laughs> and uh, the biggest thing, though, for me, though, that really sticks out, uh, this is this is when I call it friendship is get cemented. You and Harry drove your camper down to Grand Isle, Louisiana, when we did the bicycle mission trip, because there was nowhere to stay. So you guys are like, oh, we'll just drive our camper. Down. Yeah, we drove our camper down. That was awesome, and the no CMs really loved us. That oh trip. my gosh, the no CMs came through the little venting thing, and and if you don't know what the, I did not know what these things were. They're these little tiny. They're even smaller than a gnat, aren't you can't they? See them? That's you can't, why they're called no, no, no CMs. And literally, I'm up on the bunk thing in the middle of the night. These things are coming in. Like, what are these things? I went and hid in the bathroom. Everybody else is sleeping. I'm hiding in the bathroom. Everybody's like, where's Deb? It was bad. But it was a great trip. We we had a great time and biked the first day together. 50 um, miles. Which was just awesome. That was, we were just getting started that day, right? (laughs) That was our, yeah. It was, that was first day. I mean, after that, it was like 74, 78, whatever. But, um, I always, for me, that just speaks to your character and who you are as a person. So I was thrilled when you said you would come to talk about right-sizing today. (laughs) That's right. So first, we probably need to give people an idea of what is right-sizing, because that's what we're going to talk about today. What is right-sizing? Well, I think it's a new term, because it used to be called downsizing. You're getting rid of things. But now, the real term should be right-sizing. Excuse me. Because right-sizing is different for everyone. Because for some people, right-sizing could actually be 
you have a small home and all of a sudden you've got four kids and you actually need to get a bigger home. Correct. Somebody else might be their kids have now left and they need maybe not as much space before they need to right size. So really right sizing is what works for you. Yep. Finding the right everything for you. And I actually love the term, by the way, I'm not sure who coined it. I don't, I don't know. But either. they should be getting paid big bucks because they should be writing. There's probably books about it now, right? There weren't books oh, before. There's tons. But there's yeah. Tons, so, ev- tons of things online becoming min- minimalistic. Yes. If you're letting go. Exactly. So, One of the reasons that I really wanted to talk about this is one of the things we've noticed in the pandemic is that people are getting more and more intentional about the choices they're making. And this seems to be something that definitely has come out of the pandemic is people are saying, we want to move closer to family or our home's too big or we don't have enough. (laughs) Some people, we don't have enough space for this pandemic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Everybody's stepping all over everybody. But um you know, you and I were talking about it could be people are retiring people. There's a lot of reasons people start doing this. What have you been noticing during this pandemic time specifically? Well, I've got being a realtor, there's many reasons that people move. And during the pandemic, there's people realizing that they can um, work from home. So there's people want a larger space because they need an office. Or there's a lot of people that realize they want to be by their family, and so they're going to downsize, well, right size into a smaller home and um, move to be by their children. Because during this pandemic, you know, people didn't think about all of their things in their home. They were thinking about being with their family and hugging their grandparents, and people have waited months and months and months just to be with a grandparent. And I think people have realized what's really important in their life. And it's not about possessions, it's about people. That's one of the things I've been noticing a lot is that I think items have lost their hold on people. It's very different now. I think so. And and I, I feel like there are some good things that have come out of the pandemic. There are. When we choose to see the gifts, we can find them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that is one is, and you named it, which is a new appreciation for family and friends. I think we took it for granted that we could just go hop on a plane or get in the car and go see someone or drive across town. This has completely shifted everything. Yes, it has. And when you think about people owning things, the average person in their home owns more than 300,000 items. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. And, and, you know, I see so many people that want to get into a smaller home and they have a hard time letting go of possessions and we all kind of have that. We all have that on some level that we just can't let go of that one thing. I know that you are letting go of some things right now. And when you posted an item saying this was my childhood dresser and you were ready to let go of that, I was so proud of you. It's like, <laughs> oh, she's letting go of that. It was so pretty. I should buy it and save it. Oh, no, I don't need any more stuff <laughs> in my home. <laughs> but then again, you know, someone else is going, that'll be their childhood dresser and let someone else enjoy that. So when you're letting go of things, there's someone else that could use that and need that. I think, and, and you're right, we are right-sizing right now for our lives. And one of the things that I've gotten really clear about is some of these things have served their purpose in my life. And it, I'm really okay saying, you know, thank you for the service that you've been to me. And it's time for someone else to have this in their world. And one thing I've really started to differentiate in my mind is need versus want correct another thing is 
how can this bless someone else? Like, how can this be in service to some, someone else? The other thing I've really started to differentiation is the experience or the memory versus the item. And once I could really start to articulate that in my mind, it started making all the difference. And I know you and I were talking about experiences and you had found this like amazing quote about this. I think we need to share this because when you said it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that rings so true to me right now. I just happened to read this online. When you choose to collect experiences rather than things, you never run out of storage space. Isn't that amazing? Ah, and it's so true because how many people rent multiple storage units just because they can't let it make go. decisions. Right. I know when I worked with uh, Tammy Schatzko of We Love Messes, she's the one that taught me what's a need and what's a want, you know, and there's different things that you can learn from having someone with that expertise on organizing on how to let go of things. One thing is people could take a picture of the item that brings them a great memory and still let the thing go, but have a picture so that they can always look back at that. Because when you let it go, you are a lot freer in your life. I feel like this is enter frozen. Let it go. Let it go. I find myself singing that song sometimes when I'm looking (laughs) at items because I will literally look at and I don't know for me adding in humor sometimes makes all the difference. But there's definitely something about for me verbalizing like actually naming I am choosing to let this go and it is a choice. And I think when we can put the choice in there, it makes a huge difference. And I'm by the way, glad you brought up Tammy from We Love Messes because she is amazing. I always, every time I'm going to work on an organizing project or I'm going to sort something, I feel like, okay, where's my inner Tammy? I got to bring it on I know, here, right? I know. She, she's it's helped like, me several times and I'm like, oh, she's I got to do what Tammy reminded and me of. Yes, what, yeah, it. because it's like, and once you've worked with her and she shows you the system or shows you the questions to ask, it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this makes sense. And then of course, it's never as good as having her right there. But at least when you've worked, you, you kind of have an idea of, yeah, this is where I need to go with this. And mm-hmm. of course, she does it professionally, of course she does it amazingly right. well and some people don't want to have their family help them they need an outside source to guide them absolutely I mean? rather than a family member but you know well and wh- I know one thing about this right sizing so my parents recently moved out of a very large home into a town home I mean okay. we're talking sure massive difference yes but my parents literally had my mom's parents items my dad's parents items all the ones they had not gone through that were stored up in this huge like my parents house was huge they had all the storage area right and literally they just ran out of time right so they took all that stuff put it in a storage unit while they're going into the townhomes they are now going through the boxes we're talking it's been years since all of these individuals have passed away right and just think about all of that stuff if they would have let it go a long time ago someone else could have enjoyed and used that and in, in need, you know, I work with a lot of first-time home buyers, and they don't own anything when they buy and get into a house. So I have connected people saying, I know this person's getting rid of this because they're letting go. And I pass it on and say, hey, if you want to work with this person, they will take some of your stuff. Right. You know, because they need it. Well, and of course, there's always the obvious, which is people that might be coming out of the shelters transitioning into housing. Right. And I mean, there's, my there's gosh, there's always many, places to put. There's there lots are of always places, places to donate your items to. That's not and, the issue. The no. issue is really us getting through in our minds what this really looks like when we right size. Right. So let's talk about. 
when people are thinking about right sizing, you might sit down with them. I mean, one of the things that really impressed me sitting down with you and Harry was you started asking us several questions as it would relate to preparing our home to uh, whatever we choose to do. And you started looking at all the stuff we had and you're like, um, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And you started asking me questions like, well, what is purpose is this serving? And what is, how do you help walk people through that initial step of saying in a very gentle way, like you have a lot of stuff because a lot of people don't see it because they've stepped around it for so long. Right. They don't, they don't see the accumulation and you know, they, they just have to take baby steps. So if somebody is, has a time frame of a year or a couple of years, you know, I tell them, you know, think about letting go of something every day. You know, you can declutter a drawer. You can declutter a closet. You can declutter a room. It's just a slow process that you can do at your own pace. There's nobody pressuring you, but it's better to do it sooner than later. An example would be my mother-in-law is letting go of many things because she's getting older and she doesn't want us to have to deal with it. So she's giving it to the children and the grandchildren and donating things because she knows she doesn't want anyone to be burdened. If that's And I'm not saying that would be a burden, but to, in her mind, she just wants to let go now, which I'm proud of her and it's so sweet because she gives me jewelry and things like that, which is nice because now you know who she wanted it to go to. Right. right? I remember when my parents not ready, you know, from having a big house before either of them had passed, had gone through the whole house and put a name on the bottom of everything. They wanted to make sure somebody had gotten it, which was really nice. And the other things were ended up being sold as they moved into assisted living and so on, which was good for them. It fit them. When you mentioned the statistic about 300,000 items, I kept thinking, oh, my goodness, if we only clear out one item a day, that's a long time to get everything (laughs) out of there. And I know people have different theories about this. Um, One of the things I've talked about during Lent is the almsgiving and taking actually like a big garbage bag and then filling it up with items that you can be donating. Um, And there's 40 days in Lent. So it's a great way to clear. It is. Every day, a big bag full. But I... One of the things that I have really found is when I can, like you mentioned, the the, do- the drawer, or the closet or the whatever, what I'm getting really intentional about right now is, is this something that I would move out of this house? In other words, if I'm going somewhere else, is this something I want in the suitcase? Is this something I would want to put? And now I'm really looking at it like, if I'm not, why do I have it here? If it's not that important to me, I know. why is it here? I know. <clears throat> if you don't want it in your new space, don't be bringing it with you or paying someone to store it. Yeah, just, that, this, I think a lot of times storage, it's almost like this limbo area, right? Well, I'm not willing to make a decision either way. That's not always the case. Sometimes no, it's right. like, you know, waiting for the new home, et cetera. Correct. But I know in the case of my parents, a lot of the stuff went in there. They just ran out of time to actually go through the boxes. My mom said it's almost embarrassing. Like one storage thing, they got five of the boxes literally were garbage. Literally they went right to the garbage. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just embarrassed that we took the time to move all this out. <laughs> I said, well, that's what and happens. Sh- and they're not the only people. Oh, I guarantee they're not right. the only people. But-, but it feels so good when you let it go. And it just makes a difference in your life. When I drop stuff off at the where they give, where you can donate it to, I drive away and I'm like, I am so glad this has gone out of my car. <laughs> so one little trick I have learned is the minute you get it in, whether it's a box, a bin, a whatever, get it in the car right away. 
And when you get in the car, you drop it right away, right? You yes. know what I'm talking about. Yes. Because if you <laughs> keep it in the car too long, something happens. It's like that mind starts kind of, I know I've donated stuff. I don't even remember what was in the donation. I like, I don't once remember. It's gone, you don't even remember. You don't because we have too many other things <laughs> on our mind to focus on. And I want to, let's, let's get into that point a little bit about how you feel because there is a freedom that comes from release. Yeah, there is. <laughs> it's, it is freeing. And if you haven't experienced this yet, I think Noemi and I both want to invite you to experience it because it, there is something about what opens up as you start moving stuff out. Like it literally, you can think better. Yes. Having an open space is freeing. It's very freeing. And not worrying about the things that you own, you have more time to enjoy yourself, enjoy life. You smile more. It's a nice, happy attitude. You can go for walks and, and you, you spend time on experiences, bike riding, walking, canoeing, boating, visiting people, not worrying about so much other stuff. Right. <laughs> well, and especially if people come over, you don't have to worry about clearing out the clutter, right? Right. I mean, to me, the word that comes up for me is like there's a flow. Like when you are in this place, there is a flow. Everything's just flowing. And when you have flow, everything in your life just moves it's just smoother. It's like it, it impacts all areas of your life. Mm-hmm. One of the things <clears throat> I wanted to hit on was um, even as it would relate to getting it in terms of your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. When we have too many possessions or when we are so focused and distracted by things, we lose sight of our relationship with the Lord. And I think that's an important point to bring up mm-hmm. because if we're so clogged by all this other stuff, like we're missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just going to put this quote in there that I read from the Bible. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. So you make more time. And more time to be with him, be with others. Be, you know, it's I feel like there's something about. When we're in service of others, if we can move the other stuff out, we're more available. Mm -hmm. And I even notice, I mean, this could even pertain for me when my schedule gets too busy and then someone calls me and needs something and I'm not able to just drop to help them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just feels like, ooh, you know, if I had maybe organized a little differently or done something, I might have been more available for people. Mm -hmm. And I I think there's something important about that. I think we've lost sight of that a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, we we almost like book ourselves so full and book our, you know, it's just like everything is so full, right? Right. Right. And COVID has maybe shown us that maybe it's okay to not be so full. Correct. Right? <laughs> right. I mean, there's just, I think there's a lot that has come out of that. So let's say that, you know, some of these other, what are the kind of questions people are asking themselves as they're thinking about right sizing? What are some of the questions people come to you with as they're saying, well, I don't know about this or I don't know about that. Like, what are you noticing in, in that dialogue? So when I'm working... Um, whether you're, it's different for a buyer and a seller when they're, you know, if it's somebody that's letting go to move, they have us walk through their home and I, I just, I have to see the space and just ask them a lot of questions because, you know, it's different for everybody. Everybody's on a different path and a different journey. So those questions will be different. You know, it just is always different for each case. What you're really doing is getting to know who they are. Correct. What their needs are, what their goals are. Right. With the, because that's a huge deal. Right. And guiding them the right direction that they may not know they need to go. You know, pointing out things to them. But it's different for every person. 
Well, and obviously, you know, having recently sat down with you and Harry, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hadn't really thought about this or hadn't thought about that. And that's one thing that I really appreciate Mm -hmm. is that in that building relationship is that it is a process. Like there is definitely a system or a process to this right sizing. And the other thing I really liked and appreciated was breaking it down into steps Mm -hmm. because it can be really overwhelming. There's a lot to consider, especially if you have a big home. Right. If you're going to be selling a home, there's certain things that are necessary to know about. Yes. You know. Absolutely. Right. What's a priority? Yeah. What's a priority? <laughs> What's the priority? And, and, and things, you know, everyone kind of has their homes and they kind of forget about or look past it like, oh, do you know that the ceiling is peeling here? I was like, no, I didn't notice that. It's like, okay, you might want to get that fixed. Well, because don't you think that what happens is when people see the same thing over and over, they don't even see it anymore. Nope, they don't. It's sort of, yeah, let's use this, the person you've been married to for 20 plus years. There's things you don't even notice anymore. Like you get your hair done, they don't notice. (laughs) (laughs) But But I think that's because you're used to seeing that person. It's like you see them, but you don't see them. Sure. And so a fresh set of eyes looking at things can make all the difference. So Mm -hmm. this is why even in that right sizing, it is nice to have someone else come and just take, you know, it's to say, oh, have you thought about this? Oh, you know, that pile of like 50 items right there. (laughs) What's in that pile? (laughs) I bet you've, okay, I, do you have a funny story? Like, have you ever had like a, obviously keeping in confidentiality, but what's been, like share a a good right sizing story with us, like an example of just, um, Maybe mm. it could be somebody that either was going to something a little bit smaller or something something a little bigger, but where the person just really saw the light, everything started to make sense. Oh, there's all kinds of stories. Uh, the one I can think of now is, you know, somebody wanted to, um, we're in a tight market right now. There's limit, limited amount of homes. So because of that, you know, I said, well, let's think about this. I know you would like to be in a CIC, a common interest community, but what would this look like if you bought a home on a smaller lot that you owned and you could just hire someone to mow your grass and plow your snow? What would that look like for you? Could you handle that? And they made that choice. So there wasn't available a home in a CIC, so they went another direction. So, and that was okay. So providing that perspective, they still got to the right size home. Correct. But there was a good solution for the stuff that I call the perimeter stuff, the stuff around it. Yes. Like literally your lawn and your snow is kind of a perimeter thing. It, so it is. It just it is. ties and in. And if the yard isn't too big, it's okay. You know, you, I wouldn't have said, well, buy this land with 40 acres. Right. You know? It's Absolutely. like, here's a nice house in a nice neighborhood. I think it'll work well for you. Let's just try to check that out. Yeah. But there's lots of different stories. Have you uh, worked with anyone who, let's just say, instead of the 300,000 items, had 600,000 items, and you were able to kind of help them? And maybe you haven't dealt with something to that extreme, but those are the ones that maybe aren't on the show hoarders, but, I mean, move into that. I mean, this is this is a big deal. We have a lot of people who've accumulated a lot of generations of stuff in their homes. Sure, sure. If, if somebody, there are hoarders, um, I would always recommend them to work with a professional. And I know Tammy of We Love Messes can work with um, hoarder situations. I have not. I just give them guidance, and we have a lot of connections of who they could talk to and, and help them pass those things. But, yeah, we have a lot of sources to recommend. It's hard to right-size when there's so much in the way Mm-hmm. that you can't even, like you mentioned, prioritize, but even see the end, right? Mm-hmm. And, and stay focused on the end. Right. But we can always help 
guide people through those stages. Right. Well, and that's where we talk about those little steps, like really coming into those steps to, to help somebody get to the right size. Right. I'm, I'm thinking about people that might be out there listening. And, I, I, and if you're like me, uh, one of the things that I started really looking at is, is that priority. And I started writing down what's important for these, these next stages of my life. Mm-hmm. The kids are out of the house. What's important now? What's the impact I want to make? Right. Can I make that same impact in my current space that I am now? Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's what kind of, for me, started getting light bulbs going. Sure. And so if you're listening and those things are starting to like, <laughs> right, that it might be a time to consider right sizing. Because Correct. I think this is for people. It's like we're coming out of this pandemic. And I think people are making very different decisions. I think so too. And I think it's with intention. I think we're mm-hmm. prioritizing. I like to talk about our core values. What are our core values? What's important to us? Mm-hmm. And that can be in the city versus country, right? I mean, yeah. that can be a lot of different things. It's different. For everybody has a different place where they want to be, right? What gold nuggets have we missed that we need to make sure we share? You know, I read this and I, it, I, th- I thought it was worth saying that all journeys eventually end in the same place home so wherever you want that home to be that's your special place that's your spiritual place that's where you feel the most comfortable and what that looks like for you is not the same as what it looks like for someone else and it's okay and that's one of the things about right sizing and I'm glad you brought that into this because to me the right sizing is about a sacred place of home Mm -hmm. and of course I could go on a spiritual thing and talk about being home with the Lord right I mean Mm -hmm. because really ultimately That's where we end at some point. That's where we go. And there's this transition of the life journey. And I think the pandemic has also made us very aware of what do we feel like in that home space. Mm -hmm. And I know that for me, working out of the home, that was a big awareness that I also had is, is this a place where I can thrive? Do I feel comfortable here? Can I relax here? Like, what does this look like? Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that you're bringing up this component of the journey because it is different for everybody. And what looks right to one person does not look right to the next person. Yes. And it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. (laughs) I I, I also love to say, you know, we don't need to make one person wrong to make somebody else right. Yep. Right is different for everyone. And when you... Sometimes less is more. And sometimes what less looks like is different, right? Because yeah. you and I probably have different definitions of even what less is, right? Correct. And it's and it's okay. And do you find that people continually switch? Like as, I mean, I'm assuming that as we go through our different aging process, this switches all the time, doesn't oh, it? It does. It depends on where you are, whether you have children, your children are gone, you never had children, or it's just the way it is. It's do you find that when people right-size, it affects their entire life? They start right-sizing everything? They do. Everything falls into place. And I think um, you would be more joyful when you're happy and content with where you are and what you have. And I'm also thinking about right-sizing affecting relationships, relationship with the Lord, all of the above. All of the above. Any final thoughts you want to share with our listening audience? I just want to thank you for having me on the show. As, as it, I didn't know exactly what questions you would ask, so you didn't make it too hard on me, Deb. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> comes in and like well what are you going to ask me well we kind of go with what shows up I mean, yep. because sure. god just provides right 
Joy is a journey, <laughs> and and you just set the right attitude. It's out. It's there for you. And I think we can right size the show. It feels like we right size the show. There we go. <laughs> we did it, Noemi. We did it, girl. All right. Woo. Thank you so much. Noemi Ellsworth, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks for all of you for choosing to tune in. It's time to right size your life, your home, your relationship with the Lord. Let's do it, friends. Have a great day. Live joy and share joy. Live joy, share joy, shine your light to the world. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.